0: Greetings and salutations, you kinky fucks. Welcome back to episode 48 of Kinks with Kiki. My niggas, I'm tired. It has been a long time. I apologize so much. Last time y'all heard from me was Halloween because y'all know it's spooky season and a bitch loves Halloween. So I gave you a bonus episode. I did not consider that an episode. So here we are. I promise you I will get to episode 50 when don't ask because I genuinely can't tell you. But jumping into SNM aka Song and Mood of the Week, that was Summer Walker featuring Drake, Girls Need Love. All right, y'all know the whole beef with Summer Walker and her being an introvert, being like social anxiety. I get it. I too am an awkward black girl. I do suffer from social anxiety at the same time. But if you don't like it, girl, just go away. Like, that's basically all I can say about Summer Walker. But yes, that's definitely a song and mood and very relevant to this week's episode, which I will go into in a little bit. But I just want to let you all know what's going on with me. So, Weekly with Kiki. All right, you guys know that I moved Happy Thanksgiving to all of you kinky fucks out there. I didn't talk to anybody at the Halloween, and we are now a few weeks from Christmas. So Thanksgiving was weird. My mom embarrassed the fuck out of me. But, you know, if family doesn't embarrass you, then are they really, really family in the first place? So Thanksgiving was great. I am back adjacent to my parents. You all know I am not telling you all where I now live for personal reasons, and honestly, at this point, safety reasons. So yeah, just know that I am adjacent with my parents, and I am very, very happy. have a new job. Anyone who's listened to this podcast, y'all know I'm a paralegal. I have been a paralegal as of November 9th of 2019, 10 years. So I've been, you know, 10 years in this bitch. I'm excited, but regardless of that, I like my new job, even though I feel like one of my coworkers tried to low-key sabotage me, but you know, I'm in a white women's workplace. No offense to my white listeners, all six of y'all, I'm assuming, but all I'm saying is I know how white girls move in law offices. I'm going to leave it at that. So yes, I moved, I'm working, I'm happy, i happy to be back in the South because the Northeast and the Midwest, woo, Chile, the ghetto. Okay. It's cold as fuck. It's always snowing. I was always unhappy because I was cold as fuck. So I'm happy to be back in the South where we randomly get 80 degree days in like the spike of January for no particular reason. But regardless of that, so that is basically my week. I had one more thing I was going to go into, but because of the episode tonight, I think I will keep that much to myself. Uh, last thing. I do plan to come to New York soon. So to all my New York listeners, to all my New York podcasters, hey y'all, hey <sighs> y'all. Got to give me a minute because that January and February weather is ghetto, and I do not want to have to get stuck at JFK and have to Airbnb or you know go sleep in Mahaya's boobs. I don't know, but either way, like. I'm coming to New York soon, and when I do, I'll make it known. So this week, no, you guys have not heard me do that in a long time. We are talking about dominance and submission. Now, this is a subject I have not tackled. Everybody knows if you've seen me on Horrible Decisions, if you've heard me on other people's podcasts, You know, I identify as a submissive. You know, I was in a DS relationship that advanced to an MS relationship. So I know all about dominant submission as well as masters and slaves. I'm not gonna go into detail about dominance and submission. That is gonna be an episode that I revisit later in the future where I talk about the science of DS itself. But because I have a guest this episode. I'm not going to go too deep into dominance and submission, but I do want to throw out a quick note that dominance and submission or DS is a term that is used to describe erotic or sexual behavior in which one person gives their control to another. Now, according to Kinkley, y'all know, a girl lives for kinkly, like that is the kink bible. Obviously, this is a very common term in the BDSM community. However, you know, DS can often mean dominant submission, or it can mean disciplined slave. It's a level levels of shit, y'all already know. I've been talking about this for like almost two years now. But yes, it's very common in the BDSM community. Um, some individuals often use DS as sexual role playing, while others, like myself, Lived it as a full time relationship, so it's outside of the bedroom and it's inside of the bedroom. It is literally your everyday life. Um, although physical dominance is very common element of dominance and submission, is so much deeper than that. You guys know I've talked about psychological sadism in the past. It's emotional. It's mental. It's levels. So, I just wanted to give you guys, I want to give you guys a brief synopsis of dominance and submission and introduce my guest. So today I have someone, I will ask questions, so I won't say what he is as of right now, but obviously you guys probably have gotten the gist of what's going on in this episode. So you already know, but for now we will call him Mr. L. How are you, Mr. L?
1: doing well Uh, a little tired but i'm excited it's very late night yeah is
0: i'm happy to have you thank you for being a guest on my podcast Uh, i really appreciate
1: it of
0: course okay so with guests who don't know me well i typically start off with an icebreaker or you know what this is something i start out with with all guests so i'm gonna ask you this question and then we're gonna go ahead and get started so do you consider yourself vanilla, butter pecan, or dulce de leche? Now, let me explain the levels to you. So, obviously, vanilla is your plain, traditional yeah, vanilla we can, we can sex. go and
1: skip that one already. That <laughs> it's, it's not that one.
0: Butter pecan is you're kinky, but you're not too kinky. And then dulce de leche is like full-on kink. So, what do you consider yourself?
1: I always say dulce de leche with some pecans sprinkled in. <laughs> If that's an option, Uh, that's an option. It's. (laughs) I would consider myself a kinky person. A Um, kinky person. I may not be as kinky as most, but
0: very doce de leche.
1: Kinkier than others.
0: Okay, so no vanilla here. No vanilla. So you guys have heard it. There is no vanilla going on in this room right now. We are very doce de leche. Him with the sprinkle to it. Of course, a sprinkle of butter pecan in there. But for the most part, we're kinky fucks, just like you all, and you're great. That's why I fuck with y'all. All All right, so we're going to go ahead and get started. So let the people know. In regards to BDSM, what do you classify as? What is your Mm -hmm. title? What do you call yourself in the BDSM community?
1: In the BDSM community, I call myself a dom. You're a dom. I'm a dom.
0: Okay. Okay. So what um, titles, um, as being a Dom, what titles do you prefer? Do you prefer Sir, Daddy, Dom?
1: So I like a combination, a mixture. It all depends on the mood, the setting, where we are, the surroundings. Um, so I'd like a combination. You know, I love Sir. Sir is just like that high level of respect, that authoritative that um it's just like hey she looks up and it's just like oh that's yes sir you know I love that um daddy you know I'm okay with that every now and then um but the main thing sir that that has my heart right there sir sir
0: did you hear that ladies you can call Mr. L sir he appreciates that to all the subs out there who aspire just letting you know giving you some tidbits okay so what made you realize that you were a dom
1: um, it probably wasn't until until maybe around college, uh, probably my sophomore junior year in college, and it just stemmed from you know, I like being a natural I'm a natural born leader. And so that just carried over into the bedroom and then once I became more you know, comfortable or my sexual partners became more comfortable around me, I was able to incorporate that and where they would give me, you know, that submission. They wanted that comfort of Being able to be led in the bedroom and outside of the bedroom, and I think that's that's roughly around around the time that it was.
0: Hmm. Okay, I don't want to age you. I don't Mm want to date you. Like I don't mean like literally date, but I mean like I don't want to date your age. Got you. So you started how many years ago would you say? (laughs) Like I said, I don't want to date you, so you throw out the number. I tell
1: you what, we'll just say it was roughly between the years of. 2009 to 2010.
0: So you've been into this for about a decade. What's we'll that decade? Okay, so you got some wow, years so on that, me. I'm behind. This,
1: the decade with that—that's like my decade anniversary. Right there. <laughs> Kinks, I should have. Man, I should have did something to celebrate. Maybe this would be my celebration right here. Yeah. Being on the podcast with you guys.
0: I'm feeling some type like, of way yeah, because like, like,
1: I am honored to be over here with Kinks with Kinks, you,
0: <laughs> you know. I'm feeling. Type of way because I've never really like interviewed or talked to anyone who's had more experience with BDSM than I have, mm. and I've only been in it since like early 2015, like late 2014. So I'm only like five years into the game, so I'm feeling some type of way. I'm a little intimidated, I won't lie.
1: But you know, it's not always about the years of experience, it's all about the experiences oh. in themselves.
0: This podcast wouldn't exist without it, so you guys know how. Have- plenty of that. (laughs) Okay. So how did you get started into the lifestyle? Like what triggered? I know you said that you started when you, you're just a natural born leader and you realized, but was there anything that triggered it? Like I think of like social media was Tumblr was anything that gave you an indication like, Hmm, that might be me. I might identify as this.
1: It was definitely uh Tumblr. And it, also, <laughs> so it wasn't necessarily like, you know, Tumblr. Oh, Tumblr was great back oh, then. the end of an know. era. God, rest in peace to <laughs> But it was Tumblr. I wouldn't say it was necessarily the the pictures or the videos, but the stories. Uh, one thing about me, I love reading. And so just reading some of those stories and reading the quotes, it just triggered that like, wow, that could be me. But mm-hmm. that is me. I am what this writing is about and so i was i would i would heavily i would say that tumblr heavily influenced that
0: i i couldn't agree with you more like when people ask me questions um maybe not so much now but like Mm -hmm. back in the day when people would ask me like where do you get your insight where do you get your information tumblr like tumblr was Lit before they decided to was it what twenty seventeen.
1: It really was. They
0: decided hey. to get rid of like anything sexually explicit. So my Tumblr page was lit, y'all. I had Listen. like fifteen thousand followers. I did some very... Uh, never mind. But <laughs>
1: Listen, my Tumblr, it, I wasn't say I was that popular. I wasn't popping like you were. And maybe like a smooth three to five hundred people. Um, <laughs> but no Tumblr, it was so great. You just it had a was. little bit of everything inside the kink community there
0: you do and i tell i still tell people to this day like if there's information on tumblr like if there are articles if someone is like they specialize in kink like i always talk about the rule set Mm -hmm. he is super popular he was very popular on tumblr he had literally like a submissive school in brooklyn it was like a white guy who had like 10 submissives that he was training and like he was having sex with all of them. So, so, oh, so he
1: was training them for himself. Not he like was to, training them. Like, send out here to go out and be the best no, selves that they could both. be. Both. He was
0: doing both like but he was like
1: I might need a career change.
0: He was low key lit because he was like he had a mail sub and he was like bye so he was like he was a top oh, so and he just had everything. He was living going. his best. He it was, was like a whole poly circus going on in that brownstone yeah. in Brooklyn and I just I hate that I never got the opportunity to say anything or get to the point where I wanted to send him a message because Tumblr disappeared. So now here we are.
1: <laughs> Anybody who uh is affiliated with tumblr works with tumblr and you're listening to this we need you back please like we, <laughs> we need tumblr back not tumblr but tumblr
0: <laughs> i yeah i'm not even gonna but all i'm gonna say is y'all know how tumblr got down tumblr was the end of an era don't ask me for my old tumblr page it has long been deleted for a smooth two years now
1: Yeah, i've been looking <laughs> so if i can't find it trust me you, you can't find it. all
0: either. the videos and they but were if you do, fire let me know. like they're all gone y'all i'm sorry so sorry but like a, end of a decade end of an era maybe tumblr come back in 2020 and surprise us all but for now we're just gonna enjoy and remember the good times all right so in your honest opinion give me your opinion on bdsm
1: it can be fantastic, uh, enjoyable experience with the right person or the right people and done the right way. So, for instance, dom sub relationships. Um, I've heard a lot of times from women who have wanted to be subs and have been subs, but men who didn't quite dominate the way that they should have been. Instead okay, you, you got to
0: explain that for me uh, and the listeners. I, I, was, I, was, I was getting there. I was okay. getting there. I was getting there. <laughs>
1: So, you know, as far as a lot of men would just take advantage of the fact that, oh, hey, I have this woman eating out of the palm of my hands. Like, she's giving me that power right. over her. And they would take and abuse that power. Ooh, the fake doms, y'all. The fake doms. Uh, I hate them. That's, that's one of the reasons why I'm passionate about being a dom or a BDSM is because there's so many men out there who don't know what they're doing, don't care to educate themselves. They just see it as, oh, I'm in power. You do as I say what I say, (laughs) no matter what. They don't take the time out to get to know sub. not just on a physical and sexual level, but it's also a mental and can be a spiritual thing as well. And they just don't take that time to do it. So that's why I say it can be an incredible, incredible experience, incredible lifestyle with the right people involved.
0: Well, that was a mouthful, but you said everything that I was literally thinking, like BDSM is fantastic. And you all know, I talk about it all the time. There are a lot of fake doms out there who do take advantage because of what they identify as. And we as submissives, we are so fragile and we just crumble under the idea of dominance. So men... And women, I'm not just saying that it's all submissive women because there are submissive men out there as well. We all fall victim to fake DOMs because we do want that dominance and that direction and that control. And we think that it's genuine because on our end, we're genuine with our submission, but they just want to use us for the sake of being able to say that they can use us. So,
1: exactly. And,
0: yeah. You summed that up nicely. Well, thank you. So speaking of dominance and submission, you guys know that's what this obviously is. He is a dom talking to me, a submissive. So we're gonna get a little deeper into this conversation. So describe your ideal DS relationship. Is it 24 seven or is it just in the bedroom? Is it outside of the bedroom? Explain.
1: To me it's 60 40 because although I am being a dom, I do want her to live her life. Right. Um, There will be times that I won't be with her, and I do want her to be able to think on her own. I love it when a woman still runs ideas by me to get my opinion, because that shows me that she values me. Right. I don't want her to have to come to me to make the decision all the time. Okay. Because it's just kind of like as a dom, I like to see myself prosper. And, like, I want to be proud of her. So it's just like, hey, do this on your own. Let me see what you can do. Make me proud without having me to actually be the one to tell you exactly what to do. Now, sometimes that's okay because then she's following directions. Right. That's when she's being a good girl. Triggered. But, <laughs> Sorry. but you know, it's just like when... She takes initiative upon herself, not necessarily just to go out there and do it herself, but she knows already. She Just as I've learned her, she's learned me as well. So she's like, oh, I know this would make, you know, daddy happy or this would make my dom happy or he would be proud of me for doing this because she knows what I enjoy what I would like to see from her. So it's 60-40. In the bedroom, you know, I'm dominant. But even then, you get subs who still want to feel in control at times. Ooh, and although, tapping
0: from the bottom. Y'all know all about that. <laughs> so
1: You know, that's one thing with with dumb and Sub. You got to treat yourself, you know, every now and then, especially when she's earned it. But you have so, to treat your Dom as well. Yes, yes. So, because they you know, deserve. It, it's, that's what relationships are. And, you know, so when she wants to feel in control, let her be in control. You know, I like to let her be in control the whole time. I'm still being the dominant one. And it's just like I'm playing her as my little puppet while letting her be in control, but I'm still controlling what what she does. So
0: Raggedy (laughs) Ann. I find it interesting that you have that that is your ideal D S relationship. Because in my experience My Dom was not like that. It was, he made all the decisions. He called all the shots. If I needed something or I needed to do something, I had to bring it to his attention first. Not saying that he wasn't going to give me permission to do so, but he, it was a power thing for him. He liked knowing that he did have the power to, make the decision for me, even though I'm bringing it topping from the bottom, even though I'm bringing it to his attention and telling him, Hey, I have to do X, Y, and Z. And he would put his input in as a final decision, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, like, okay, I'm saying I need to go to the mall. And he's like, okay, well you can go to the mall, but you can only spend an hour and 45 minutes there. Mm -hmm. So that was his way of, still having control of a decision that i made but he ultimately made the decision for me
1: so i know this is your show but flipping the question <laughs> on you how did you enjoy that experience was that was that your ideal situation of a dom so relationship
0: i honestly can't say because it's the only relationship i ever experienced but i i actually like that type of control so mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine with him making the decisions. I literally just tweeted not too long ago, like, it sucks. I hate making decisions because (laughs) I did get so used to just bringing it to his attention and him making the decision for me because I knew he had my best interest at heart, even though mm-hmm. he was trash. <laughs> I knew he had my best interest at heart. So I trusted the decision that he was going to make because I knew he wouldn't steer me in the wrong direction. Right. So I like your ideology of DS. I like, I really like that because I do like having a little bit of autonomy. Um, it didn't work that well with him. When I did try to have a little bit of autonomy, he, considered that disobedience and Mm. I was often punished (laughs) and not in the good way so I I don't know it's that's all I've ever known but I would definitely be open to trying 60 40 because it still lets me know that I am being controlled but I do have wiggle room to breathe and still be my own person
1: exactly yeah because you know I feel as though and you can't you can still grow With you know that type of stuff but I like to see how you would grow on your own and nurture into your own person while still being dominant you know to me being dominant doesn't necessarily always mean you're completely in control at all times they're aware that you are there they're aware like I said I would like to see her make the decisions on her own because make me proud you know but by that time, she would know exactly my thought process, right. how I like to do things. So to me, it's just like, hey, I have that grasp already. Now I get the whole, you know, oh, you got this amount of time at the mall. I've done that, <laughs> but it's it's not one of those like requirements. Like sometimes it's just like, oh, cool. I'm giving you an hour and then I better see you oh, no, after required. that. <laughs> like, so when I say that, you know, but it's not like you're going to tell. like, it's not like an every, every time situation. Right. You know if I want to see you, if I summon you, then did you say summon? I did say something. <laughs> um, then I expect to see you in that time frame that I given you.
0: Okay. Respect. You know? And as a submissive, you want to adhere to that rule. Exactly. So I completely understand that. So, You know,
1: that's like, it could be a treat as well. So say like, you know, for instance, you're out with your homegirls or something like that. Yes. And then, you know, I'm just <laughs> like, all right, have your fun but um, a couple hours two hours say i'll give you the 210 (laughs) you better be at the door like you know giving her that two hours is like a a treat to me that's like she earned that two hours like hey go enjoy your friends i get it
0: there are a lot of women who obviously don't identify with that type of a request or a requirement but I would live for that yeah, but yeah. that's just me from my personal standpoint and what I like in a DS relationship so I like that
1: yeah I mean and that's the beauty of the DS relationship like there's no set way of having to do it nope
0: it's like, a, BDSM is a snowflake you not one thing about it is alike
1: oh like every sub is gonna be different Yep, every dom, every is, gonna dom is gonna be different yep so it's just like, hey, whatever works for y'all, do it.
0: Exactly. Whatever it's, attracts ugh. you
1: to that person about them being a dhamma, being a sub. Right. Go with it.
0: So, like he said, people Everybody's relationship is different. Please do not go to Tumblr. Do not go to Instagram and try to model your relationship around these posts and these photos because I assure you that is not what it really looks like. Everybody's relationship, even one Dom with multiple subs, none of those relationships mirror each other. They are all individual relationships, even though the common factor is the dominant. Okay. So, if you can,
1: mm. which
0: I know you are, Ava, <laughs> can you elaborate on the differences? Well, not the differences, but can you elaborate on the importance of consent in a dom and sub relationship? Before you start, let me just go ahead and say,
1: okay. All this right.
0: is for good people, consenting adults. I know some of you who listen are under the age of 18. Everyone I'm talking to is over the age of 18 because BDSM is for legal adults.
1: If you are under the age 18, you need to close down your app right now.
0: You should actually be right, sleeping. I right feel like now. y'all got finals or something because Christmas is coming up, but that's neither here nor there. You know,
1: you should be doing something other than <laughs> listening to this because uh, you shouldn't be doing it. You're going to turn into me. Don't do it. Seriously. I've been there.
0: But yeah, long story short, guys, if you're under the age of 18, you shouldn't be listening. But since you were listening, go to bed. Now, for the consenting adults, like I said, Mr. L, can you tell me the importance of consent in a DS relationship?
1: It is 100 million billion infinity percent important. Like that's (laughs) that's the number one importance um, because you you can't just go and pull a woman just like, hey, you're gonna be my submissive. Like now right. I mean unless there's been some kind of, you know, friction or something going on in the air between the two of you and little magnet magnetic pull between the vibes that y'all been getting, you you're just not gonna go up and just be like, Hey, you're gonna be my sub. It doesn't right. it doesn't work that way. Just with sex in general, there needs to be consent. Agreed. Not everybody is into BDSM or being dom or sub relationships. So you can't expect every woman, every man that you come in contact with to want to be in one one of those relationships. (laughs) So, you know, it's very important that you have those conversations or... And and there's there's always opportunities to have that conversation. Absolutely, it needs to
0: happen before you do anything. Before
1: you do anything, betting is important. And that's and that's even if there's someone that you're already having a sexual relationship with, and you want to venture into dominance submissive, you still need to have that conversation. Agreed. Without that conversation. It shouldn't happen. Yeah. Without
0: consent, you don't have a relationship of any type or any form because both parties haven't agreed on what the two of you have decided to do. So I agree with you completely.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's consent or nothing. It's Basically, as simple as that.
0: Y'all know how big I am on consent. Hell, y'all know I did an episode on consensual non-consent. Yes, that is a thing. You are giving consent to not give consent. That is when rape play comes into play. That is when kidnapping comes into play. There are levels to kink. So, but regardless of the fact whether it's consensual non-consent, whether it's DSMs, SS, I don't care. It just needs to be consensual. Okay, so you said earlier that your dominance was a part of your personality, but in what ways? Like, is it a part of your work life? Is it a part of your friendships? Aside from DS, how is it incorporated into your life on a daily basis?
1: It is, it's incorporated. um, Just as far as career goes as well. I've always been... And always strive to be, you know, someone like management material, where either I am managing a business, uh, whether it's a bakery, whether it's a bank, or managing, you know, people, whether it's leading our youth of the future, or Oof. wherever, wherever it may be. I've always and I've always strived to do that because I like to be a person in a position of power because just like in. A, <laughs> <laughs> in a in a dumb sub-relationship, I'm confident in my decision-making. And just like I would have to learn something at work, I'm fine with learning how to do every single aspect of that job as well as I'm fine with learning every single aspect of my sub.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I actually don't have a follow-up for that. You <laughs> answered that really, really well. I'm just like rebuttal no rebuttal y'all he don't shut me up look at that Mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna go to the next question because i have nothing to say at that point (laughs) so what is Uh, the best part of being a dom
1: the best part of being a dom man is honestly it's the submissive okay being having that person that feels comfortable enough with you that they want you to take control they want you to take leadership they they're giving you that part of them like that's special to me. You know, yes, the sex is incredible because you get to choose and, you you know, you decide on things that you're doing outside of the bedroom. You get to decide and choose things that you are doing. But it's just that fact that somebody thinks that highly of you that, hey, I'm going to put basically my life into your hands.
0: Absolutely.
1: And it's a, it's a responsibility, though, as well. But Agreed. just the feeling in general is wonderful because that's a special feeling.
0: Submission is earned, not exactly. given. Ladies and gentlemen, men and women who dominate love the position of power that they're in, but we submissives y'all know we hold all of the power because we do have the capability of shutting this shit down <laughs> if it doesn't go the way we want and it to and it is
1: okay to shut it down it absolutely it is. is if okay. you are uncomfortable
0: You can shut it down and you don't owe anyone an explanation. You don't have to apologize. You can simply say, this isn't going to work for me. And then that'll be the end of it because you, at the end of the day, submissives don't realize the power that they hold with relinquishing their power. Like their power. Because if you relinquish your power, if you take it back, they have nothing. I'm not trying to like. You know, throw jabs at doms or anything, but you know what's oh, up. So go I go up for Listen. the subs. But like when you give your power to someone, when you take it back, they can't identify as a person who's dominating you because they don't have anything to hold over you. So I can, I can see how that's the best part of being a. Adam, because and I do classify as a switch. I have had a submissive man in the past, and that was very, very, very interesting. But <laughs> but I I can see how that is the sounds best sounds like part. a
1: future episode to me.
0: I haven't talked about male submissives. Um, I would like to yet. definitely do that yet, but I need to do that with. I would like to have a male submissive come on the show, mm-hmm. and we can just talk about being submissive from a female standpoint and a male standpoint and just, you know, compare notes and go back and forth and, you know, speak on what we like. You know what we're planning that episode. I'm gonna leave that later, but (laughs) that definitely will be an episode in the future. But I completely agree with you as far as it being like dominant. Um, It's definitely fun to, watch someone give their all of their control over to you and you know that you literally have like their life in your hands so I can see how that's that's fun <laughs> it's been a while y'all it's been like three years for me almost so I don't know I'm out of the game uh <laughs> so you're a dominant I am so tell me Mr l why do you dominate and at this point I'm not talking about lifestyle I'm talking about sexually
1: Why do I dominate sexually? I'm a very observant person. I love to observe how people act. I love to observe my subs body, what they like to react to uh, the senses. I love pushing them beyond the limit. Now I'm not going too far beyond because once again, you got to know your sub. There are just limits that you absolutely won't be able to push them to. But then there are some that you can. And I love doing that because in the bedroom, it's just like, you do something to them, you encourage them to, while you're pushing that limit. Yes. <laughs> and that, that joy and satisfaction that they get where they're just like, oh shit, I didn't realize I could do that, or wow, you really yes. got me to do this. Like it's, like I said, from the dom-sub thing is just not, it's just not the physical thing, but it's also a mental thing as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. You get that mental stimulation and pleasure. That's where I get it from. So in the bedroom. So me having that control to, hey, I know your body better than you know it. Oh. Mm-hmm. I oop. Because <laughs> I've, I've studied it. Because we have, as humans, you know, we have, like, we place that limitation on ourselves of what we can and what we can't do. Agreed. And sometimes it takes someone else to push us past that limit. And I love doing that in the bedroom
0: this podcast wouldn't exist if that wasn't exactly. the case so I completely agree you know, with you there
1: so it's just like hey
0: push yourself ladies and gentlemen past your limits not anything too hasty that'll end up in hospitalization but it's okay to push yourself past your sexual limits because you will thank us later for it I promise you
1: and if you're scared just give me a call I'll help you Seriously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, I had a little moment. Um So yeah, it's and that the just that whole process, even coming up to learning about the body, like right. everybody bodies reacts to different things. So learning her body, like hey, although this may have worked for the last person, might work differently for her or for those of you who have submissives who are hims, might work differently for him. Absolutely. So just that whole process is it's kinda like studying for a test. And then when you do a hell of a lot better on the test than you expected to, your joy like it you know, maybe okay, maybe test was bad because tests are stressful sometimes. But you guys get the point. But not it's just that studying. build it's, it's <laughs> that build up to it, you know. And it's the it's the joy that you get from seeing where my sub started. When I first got them, especially if they're a new Uh, sub, yeah, oh man, especially (laughs) if they're a new sub, or if they're if they're a sub who is looking for a different DOM experience, you know, yeah, just seeing where they started at and seeing that growth—that's what it's about. It's about that growth. And so, me taking control in that bedroom, I'm able to lead and guide you into that growth sexually as well.
0: Which women love, by the way, men, and this is me jumping and putting on my vanilla head. Um, not just, you know, classifying as a submissive and a dominant, but women really do like when men take control, completely go into, like, primal mode. I'm a fan of primal kink. That is one of the shows I do plan to do in the future. Um,
1: Ooh. <laughs> I like the sound of that.
0: We definitely like when men get primal. And ladies, I'm not just going to put it all on the men. Men like aggressive women as well. Not all the time. But okay, you're a man. You can speak on this. Oh, (laughs) man.
1: Listen. Although being dominant doesn't necessarily mean you're always aggressive. That's what some people do get it mixed up at. Absolutely. But an aggressive woman, like, oh, man. (laughs) And it's, like you said, it doesn't have to be, it's not all the time. Right. But in certain moments, it can just catch you off guard, whether it's, you know, if it's towards you fellas or, like, you know, it's like, ah OK, like, dang, why should you get on my case? But if it's towards somebody else or something else in general and you just see that aggressive side of her, it's just like, oh, shit, like a like a I'm pretty sure like male lions probably see their, you know, the lioness is on the hunt and it's just like, oh, shit, chase down that zebra. Now he all to turned on and whatnot. Uh, you gonna pump her for three yeah, seconds you know, and push her
0: away? Y'all seen the memes? Y'all seen the videos?
1: That's three seconds of her life.
0: Oh, don't do that. <laughs> what well, we not doing? Uh, us as human ladies, <laughs> this is three seconds. Okay. We're
1: talking about lions, though. We're That's talking true. about lions. I'm sorry. But yeah, so it's it's just the something about seeing that thing. aggressiveness that <laughs> you just want to take it throw over your shoulder and just fuck the shit out of it. Right, monkey
0: did this. you hear that ladies oh, alright so ladies please
1: <laughs> do not be afraid to be aggressive but make sure it's, it's natural and organic when you do don't just do completely, it
0: completely I couldn't agree with you more
1: be okay don't force with that. it yeah, be okay with that part of you
0: read the As vibes lady read the vibes if you know this is a moment that you can attack do so do it's it. perfectly fine
1: especially, and he will love you for it especially if you know he's watching do that shit
0: If you have an observant one, which is very rare these days, ladies. So, if you have one that's peeped it, just feed off of it and go from there. And both of you will be satisfied on the end. So, all right. So, (laughs) (laughs) with you being a dom and having a, a certain level of control over your submissive partners, what type of rules do you have? For your submissives. I didn't put you on the spot, did I?
1: <laughs> Rose, I'll I'll give you a couple. I'll give you a couple. Okay. Um
0: take notes, ladies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One, be comfortable. Like and that's I know, and rule. I know that's I know that's up to me to do. Yes. But if I make you comfortable, don't fight it. Agreed. Do not fight it. Give into it. Trust me. It'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> another rule. Wow. I haven't thought of rules have <laughs> mm. I put you on the
0: spot. You did put me on the spot there. You want to think about it and come yeah, back to that we'll, one? Yeah, <laughs> we'll come back to that one. Shh. Okay. So what are the characteristics of a good dom and i'll give the good characteristics of a good sub so in your opinion what do you think is a good characteristics of a good dom
1: me first of um. all <laughs> <laughs> everything i've said this whole podcast that's it boils back down to me um no so
0: <laughs> I w- i'm gonna edit that out <laughs>
1: I'm kidding. As a as a dom, a characteristics of a good dom, um, caring. Yes, caring would be I would say number one, mm-hmm. or tied for number one. Also, with respectful. Once again, you can't force yourself to do anything without that consent. There has to have been some level of consent Agreed. before. You, you know, she's had to at least give you consent over everything before you try and do something. You also have to be confident as a dom. You can't go in because women will pick up on that. If you are not confident in yourself, Woo. women, they will pick up Say on that in a that. heartbeat.
0: Confidence just exudes. Confidence. It's not something that you can just put on and take off. Yes, it's just there. You have it. Women sense it. We see it. They we do. smell it. It's primal.
1: They see it in your walk, fellas. They see it in your talk. They, like, they, smell, your it. they smell, smell it. Your entire... We smell it. We literally they smell, smell it. dominance. Man, so you have to be confident in yourself because if you're not confident in yourself, then how can a sub trust you to lead them? Agree. You know?
0: Because I definitely, if a man... Not saying that he lacks confidence, but if a man isn't sure Mm -hmm. in his confidence and when he does something, he hesitates, like he's questioning his own judgment. Yeah, I definitely can't follow a person who isn't really sure if what they're telling me that I need to do is the best move. Like, I need you to know, like, and I know it's a learning process. You learn people and you learn like their mannerisms and everything, but If you make a move and you're hesitating in your own move, then I'm not going to probably follow you. Like, I'm not going to let you lead me because you're not going to lead me. You're going to lead me astray or into destruction. Exactly.
1: Like, why would you trust someone, you know, who has lost money or gone bankrupt a few times with your money to tell you what to do with it? Like, why? (laughs) There's really no point in doing that because apparently they can't take care of their own stuff. Why would they take care? Of, why, why would you trust them to take care of you?
0: Right. And let's, you know, jumping off subject for a minute, ladies. Just because a man, you know, identifies as a dominant, you still need to look at that man As a man. And that's not me. You know, this isn't me taking jabs. I don't want y'all, because I know, you know, some of my homies, especially like Roman JB, y'all let me explain myself because y'all be ready to jump on me. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What you mean? What you mean? What I mean is, he's still a person at the end of the day. If he's dominating you, whether it's sexually or lifestyle, you still need to pay attention to his lifestyle and how his livelihood looks so that's very important as well just like he said like you can be sexually dominated by a man who's filed bankruptcy but what if you want to take it further and build something with this man what are you building from what the trustee up you know what i'm not going to throw shade because that's not necessary but (laughs) all i'm saying is yes this person can be very dominant but you also have to look at the person as a person as well because is levels to life. Like everybody isn't financially sound. Everybody isn't financially responsible or just responsible as a human being, period. So that's, you know, really important. And, you know, you make a really good point as to like the importance of what makes a good dom or what makes a good sub. So I agree with everything that you said entirely. Now, from my standpoint, (laughs) I've always said, and I feel like I went on someone's show recently. I feel like it might have been the Bull and Bunny podcast. Oh, shout out to Carmen and Aiden. I love you guys. You guys are great. Um, But um, I feel like I talked about what makes a good submissive on their podcast. And I said patience and tolerance and obedience because you do have to have patience because if you're being trained by someone the two of you are getting to know each other's Mm -hmm. habits you're getting to know each other as a person um individually so you have to have patience to learn this person to allow them to train you the way they want you to be trained um you have to have tolerance because that shit is annoying as fuck i hated (laughs) being trained because i'm like when you're not used to someone dominating you and they're telling you what to do like who the fuck are you talking to bro you don't even know me like that but you're getting to know this person so you have to have the tolerance to deal with the bs that comes to being used to being trained and more importantly you have to have the obedience because if you're being trained and now you're trained and you're off into the wild on your own and you're capable of doing things Without him having to say without hesitation, so I used to have like a mantra that I had to repeat to this man. Um, oh you, wow! It was look, look. We went from DS to MS, so it was a whole different I, I see that. ball game. Yeah, I see that. Wow, you have to have obedience because if yes. you don't have the patience to learn and the tolerance to deal with what you're learning, you're not going to have the obedience to follow through with it. So those three things are really important components to being submissive.
1: And especially after you become a submissive, obedience is better than sacrifice, unless you just want those consequences from know the obedience. So you know, like, well, we have brat tamers, so. Like, fuck um fuck the
0: kids. <laughs> like, like, I got a whole mood. Like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm a brat. Yeah, like, right. I'm going to test you. <laughs> y'all should see try, his face right try now. Try <laughs> it, and
1: you will see. That's, that can be broken that can be that can and will be broken no
0: don't try to don't
1: I, that's don't, i'm just i'm, untapable, I'm just saying. baby <laughs> but you had a whole mantra going on though huh oh. that was gonna get edited you know out. What? Um.
0: <laughs> i did and i was still a brat because you know what fuck them rules <laughs>
1: Is it fuck them rules or you just like the consequences that came along with the rules, y'all?
0: I stayed punished because the minute he told me to do something, I was sticking out my tongue, I was blowing raspberries, folding my arms, rolling my eyes. Fuck them rules. (laughs) Nope. You angry?
1: Take you right in. Take you right in the corner. Boiling from over here. (laughs) Take you right in the corner. Bend you over that knee. Whatever.
0: And I'm still going to be like, fuck them rules. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's
0: fine. I feel like that needs to be the name of the episode. But I'm fuck, not gonna them, call it, fuck them rules fuck them is going to be the name
1: of the episode.
0: <sighs> oh, to be a brat. Shout out to all my brats out there. Y'all know I'm always posting about us. I be lifting us up in spirit. Shout out to the brats out there and fuck them brat tamers. Cause y'all ain't over here with this. So. Okay, I'm gonna stop because y'all should see his face, like because, the submissive because in me all the, is like, because, okay, because, this. Like, because
1: all the brats know we'll break that shit. What I say? we tame. Fuck them rules. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> hey, we're gonna see. We're just gonna see which one breaks first. You or my belt? Ooh.
0: Okay, so next question. Because <laughs> if anybody knows me, y'all know I hate belts. If it's not around my neck. Choking me, I don't want it anywhere near me because I've had, I've been broken slightly because it still fucked them rules all day. But <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna jump we're gonna jump <laughs> off this topic because I don't want none of the smoke. So
1: I mean, hey, if you smoke, you get to smoke. It's been a barbecue I I don't want shows. Uncle Shannon Sarp said, want to smoke. You
0: I don't want any smoke. Barbecue. So. We're almost done. I will say that we're oh, making a great time. I'm so proud of us. go us yay um I have one more question for you regarding d s would you ever consider marriage and kids with the d s relationship? Yes, I would okay elaborate would please.
1: it would it be required? No, it wouldn't right, be. but would I consider it yes um same because. In a marriage, I do believe you can have a dom sub relationship.
0: Completely.
1: And, you know, I grew up in the South and Same. you know, having you She's know good. grandparents and I know how, you know, the world is kind of how it's evolving. Yes. As far as relationships go. But you know, I was used to being brought up as the man being, <laughs> you know, the head of the household or the dominant yep. this, that other and woman, you know, not not back then it was the woman cooking and cleaning but I I, I can cook so I ain't worried about that shit. But <laughs> you know, y'all get y'all get what I'm saying as far as how the picture was painted back then. So for me it's just like hey, I can still respect my wife and still have her as a sub and still be the dominant leader and aggressive one in the bedroom as well as in our family. So I see no difference other than a ring and a couple children. But I think it's very doable in a marriage.
0: I completely agree. Look at you making dinner and choking me out in the, in the laundry room. In the laundry Goals. room. What you mean? Like we,
1: before the kids come, we're right there bent over the counter. Don't worry. I'll Clorox it before see? any guests come over.
0: Life, y'all. It's real. Oh, Wow. See, I knew people were on the same frequency as me. Well, I know a lot of people who are like, they feel like DS... Or even MS relationships are completely possible in a marriage with children. I mean, you may have to schedule it. It may not be a 24-7 thing. And it may be, you know, the switch turns on at 10 p.m. when the kids go to bed at 8. Like, it's levels to it. Again, BDSM is a snowflake. Not one thing that you do is going to be like someone else's. Everybody has their own rules. Everybody has their own way of doing things. It's all basically the same foundation. B D S M, but everybody has their own flavors and own little kicks and quirks about it. So,
1: and you know, uh, for, for any couples that might be listening, like, even though if y'all never started off as a Dom sub relationship, right. hey, try it. Yeah, if, you, if you're feeling like it, you know, have a conversation about it and give it a shot. It's never too late. Never too late. And it mean, could you be, never know it could spark up, you know, yeah, it right. might spark something in the bedroom, you know, might spark it, something outside of the Outside bedroom, the bedroom, just life you know? in general might walk out the door you got you know deers prancing around the birds chirping a little differently you know
0: got bluebirds just sitting blue on your windshield out of
1: nowhere you know that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ass crows in, yeah. <laughs>
0: I cannot. But you, just, you,
1: you never know unless you try or if right. you are if you are someone who's in a relationship and you're not listening with your partner hey don't be afraid to bring it up to them.
0: not at all y'all know y'all hit me up every now and then through my dms whether it's twitter whether it's instagram even some on tumblr like i tell you like communicate with your partner more than anything this is still a relationship even if you are not officially boyfriend girlfriend husband wife fiance and fiance like communication
1: is key yes
0: it is the foundation of a ds relationship because you have to openly communicate with each other and tell each other what you won't do what you will do you have to vet each other this is a hard limit this is a soft limit i'm willing to try this to this extent these things are really really important when it comes to any type of relationship so you still have to communicate now we're off the DS I have some fun questions not saying they weren't fun but I just have a few fun questions that I want to ask you
1: All right, I'm down
0: okay so what are your favorite kinks and or fetishes
1: kinks and fetishes Mm -hmm. oh man so I am an exhibitionist okay and a voyeur like I I don't mind being watched whether it's solo or with someone I I love it Uh, I am a voyeur
0: as well (laughs)
1: I like uh man, especially uh public being in public places, you know, not necessarily saying that hey, we're doing something right here in front of everybody. Right. Hey, we might sneak off to a little corner where nobody really notices, but you I could have be. my fingers up your dress or one that I can't wait to try. The uh wireless vibrator. <gasps> yes. I cannot wait. Uh, that's that's on my to do <laughs> list as soon as possible
0: that's so definitely, going to be fun you guys if y'all have any recommendations on the best one anything, with the best app dm me, me i will pass the message like let me know because that needs to happen i don't know when it's gonna happen but it needs to happen exactly <laughs> um
1: i love using i love using toys in bed i think it stimulates you know, my partner to another level. It does. You know, especially penetration and then clitoris stimulation. Sensory oh, overload. Sensory overload. Y'all fellas, know sensory kink is one of fellas, my favorites. Fellas, use those toys on her. Yes. Trust me. Use those toys on her. Y'all
0: hear this? It's coming from a man, y'all. This is not me preaching. And it's,
1: and it's not it ain't got nothing to do with how well your sex game not is. At Even all. if you got the greatest fucking stroke in the world. A one. Your woman is going to fix you a fucking full course meal once she wakes up. If you <laughs> throw that vibrator or Hitachi on her pussy while oh you are fucking Tachi. her.
0: You going to give me a one stroke and the Hitachi? I'm, I'm dying. Like, I'm passing out. It. Y'all know I faint from sex. so <laughs> I'm passing out. Like, what? What happened? What, what, what day is it? So that's Ooh, that's just a,
1: that's just a few of them. I don't, I want to leave them curious about others. So okay. that's just gonna be a few for now. Okay. I Can say that like I'm gonna be back on the episode or something. You never know. <laughs> I'm
0: just saying. So what's the kinkiest thing you've ever done?
1: Oh, the kinkiest thing I have ever mm. done. Mm. <laughs> I tell you what, circle back around because I'm gonna think of that. I've I've done some pretty kinky things. So let's circle back around. I'm going to have to decipher and see which one, you know, just separate them and see which one is okay. outweighs the other one. I'm coming back to it after let's, this question. Let's, let's go. What's the next <laughs> one.
0: So what are some of the kinks that you are curious about trying, but you haven't had the chance to explore yet? Hmm. If you guys hear the rain in the background, ghetto, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: wow ones that i haven't that i've wanted to try but haven't tried yet. so i don't necessarily know if it would be considered as a kink or not but i would love the dynamic of um a girlfriend with that has a girlfriend
0: that's not a kink it's not but it's definitely fetish these days that's a fetish (laughs) not a kink it's not a fetish at all but it's fetishized like People Fetishize. like uh, gotcha. yes. People love let me stop saying people. Men love the idea of having a woman who's into women.
1: Women love it as well. Women First as of all, as, as people, a bisexual woman, I, let me just say Go ahead, go ahead. You got the floor it's your I show. don't
0: share all the time. So, I'm not having nobody's girlfriend if I have a boyfriend. Like, we'll have somebody that we can love on and we can call sis an Uber and she can go. So, fellas. But do not give that inside dick to that outside bitch. I've said that so many times on this podcast and I mean it with every fiber of my being. Don't give inside penis to that outside vagina because it makes complications and a bitch do fight. Okay?
1: Okay. 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 You done? I'm done. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> see, this is the issue with brat tamers. I mean, with brats, they don't listen. Uh, they don't is listen. That, Isn't that shade? So, if y'all would like to just rewind it and go back and hear what I said. Oh. I said a girlfriend who has a girlfriend. I didn't say a girlfriend and another girlfriend. Oh, no, be, get down. Or a. Girlfriend for y'all both of us. No, move. y'all know how some women move. no but some. Once again, it goes back to that primal thing. Like, yo, I would enjoy being out with my lady and seeing her go scoop some shorty oh, up. That. that she. <laughs> oh, now you with it? A minute ago, don't give that outside no, dick to these other hoes. Yes, I agree. We can play n- with her, but and once give her, again,
0: we can call her an Uber and she can go.
1: Once again, I said a girlfriend who has a girlfriend
0: so you're saying i can just go love on her whenever i want to and you with it yes then when she try to love on you now i'm gonna have to air this bitch out so that's why i can't do that
1: what you mean i'm filling up the bullets for you <laughs>
0: mm. like i completely i get it but now now huh.
1: now for some their dynamic they would be like oh no i'm okay with my man messing around with her as well as long as it doesn't go and i've met you know Couples who are into that, where it's yeah. just like, "Hey, we have, have a mutual to... girlfriend," right? But it's not for every couple. It's not. You know, I don't, so... I
0: don't know if it's for me. No, Y'all... we already know it's not for you.
1: <laughs> There's no, oh, I don't know. We already know it's not for you.
0: I do enjoy having sex with women. We all know this. However, don't give dun, 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 that. Don't give don't that, that.
1: Get it outside. That, that 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 it's addicted to that outside vagina.
0: I'm telling you. Because that's when women go crazy. Look, I'm not even going to go there. We're going to leave this whole topic alone. Yes, we're going to leave this one alone because, look, I don't have, uh, you know what? We're going, okay. So. Sounds
1: like another episode soon to come on Kinks with Kiki. (laughs) Stay tuned on our next episode of Kinks with Kiki.
0: Going back to the question before, what is the kinkiest thing you've ever done? Because I'm not going to let that one slide. I only have a few more questions and they're going to be rapid fire. So And they're going to be rapid fire. So you just got to think and answer. Think and answer. Like I got you you. to be quick. So kinkiest thing.
1: Hmm. Um, so one of the kinkiest things, like I said, I'm a exhibitionist, uh, voyeur. So it will probably be having sex on the top of, the nursing building at the college I went to. Oh jeez. Um, <laughs> in, broad, in broad daylight, while people walk around, I want to say it was, I think it was it was homecoming, or we had something going on. A homecoming. It was either it was either homecoming, or we had like a at BT an HBCU. Look at, at an that. HBCU, I mean. <laughs> But it was just, A lot it of babies was babies
0: conceived during homecoming at HBCU. It y'all. was none
1: conceived from this end, so <laughs> no worries. <Same>. Um, <laughs> so I would say that's 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 one of the kinkiest things I've done, yeah. I'm where not it's even brave enough for that. I mean, just the excitement of the, the possibility thrill. of yeah. getting caught, you know, yes, that thrills an adrenaline rush. Because so. y'all
0: know, my luck, I'll end up getting caught and it'll be somewhere on social media, so I'm not trying to take those, you know, those chances.
1: Uh, well, nah, I'm see no nowadays, you know, they got drones flying around. That's true. Back capture in their day, college in the college experience. And I don't want to I don't wanna see like at such and such homecoming and then the video oh, pops yikes. up and they're showing how many people were there and there I am just getting it in on the rooftop. <laughs> so yeah, nah, I wouldn't even nah, I probably still do that shit now. Really? Probably more than like I'm
0: still not brave enough. With everything I, that I've it. talked about and done Because with my luck I'll be a meme. My face would be a meme. I don't need those problems. I don't want that attention. That's not the type of light I want to receive. <laughs> no.
1: Bring it over here. See, you about I got that light, though. I'm about it. I'm about it. Listen. <laughs> and
0: you're a guy. You can get away with it. Like You'll be good. Yeah, that's not going to pan over so well for me. And that's unfair, but I'm just being realistic.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't get caught. you would be Mm-mm. perfectly fine.
0: I want zero smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so I have four rapid fire questions for you. You can't really think about them. You just have to answer.
1: All right. I'm I'm ready.
0: Deep throat or sloppy? Deep throat. Oral or anal?
1: As much as I love anal, it's gonna be oral.
0: Favorite position?
1: Missionary. And we can go into that later. But missionary. Interesting.
0: Most bizarre place you've had sex? I think you might have just answered that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Rooftop, nursing building. It was just two stories up.
0: It's so wild because I remember that building so vividly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, that same exact one. I used one. to be a
0: nursing major, guys, but that's a story for another day and at <laughs> least fifteen years old. But we're not going to talk about that. All right, guys, so that's going to (laughs) conclude episode 48 of Kinks with Kiki. As always, you guys can follow me. I am on Instagram, Kinks with Kiki Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter. I am Kinks with Kiki. You can also follow me on Tumblr as well, Kinks with Kiki. If you have questions, comments, concerns, email me, kinkswithkiki at gmail.com. Please rate, review, subscribe. I know I'm trash. I've been gone for a minute, but I'm
1: back. With the jump off.
0: (laughs) As always, thank you guys for listening. Mr. L, thank you so much for coming on to my episode. As late as it is, I appreciate having you on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. You
0: are awesome. It's been fun. It has, and I hope you guys enjoyed, and as always, I am your dose of black girl in this kinky ass world, and until next time, peace.